there are those who do and those who don't. This is what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I've been teasing this for a couple of podcasts, uh, talking about the borderlines who do and the borderlines who don't. I've read many, many posts on many different billboards out in the internet there in the cyberspace and cybersphere where you read about borderlines who act out insanely, borderlines who threaten, borderlines who say they want to divorce you and then you drive them to the courthouse and they tell you they don't want to divorce you. There are two distinct differences I have found in borderlines, those who say and those who who do, which is more dangerous. Well, it really depends on your relationship and where you want to be. Uh, you know, I hear stories about borderlines who up and go, you come home from work and they're gone. Nary a note. You don't know where they are. They go NC, no contact with you. You can't find them. They don't respond to your texts. They are gone. I hear stories about borderlines who threaten and say that they're going to leave you. And really it comes down to just being a test. They're kind of testing you. That's been at least my experience with my UBPD wife. Lots of threats, uh, sometimes following through on those threats, but not really going the distance, not really ending the marriage like she says she wants to, really leaving it up to me to be the, the villain so she can be the martyr. I encourage all of you out there to look at the distinct parallels between a borderline and a narcissist because they both exhibit very similar traits in that narcissists tend to want to play with your feelings, you know, kind of use you as a host to build them up. They drain you emotionally, but a lot of the symptoms that I've seen, or a lot of the behaviors that I've seen of a narcissist run in direct parallel with those of a borderline. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com, your thoughts, your comments. And again, I appreciate your support. This podcast is definitely growing. A lot of people, I think, are taking something away from each and every one of these podcasts that I put out there. And that's really my intention. I'm not here to bash borderlines. I'm not here to say they're horrible people, although I'm sure if you listen to some of the previous podcasts, I could be accused of saying something like that because their their behaviors are horrible. Their actions can be horrible. They can put a real hurt on you. They can turn your life upside down. When you get trapped in an emotional border in a, in a borderline's emotional orbit, uh, it's a horrible horrible thing. Why do they have such a hold on us? And then why do we kind of leave ourselves subject to those who say and those who do? So I would have to say that if I had to choose between those two, I would have to say my wife is a those who say, although she has said things and then she does things, but not in the true sense of the self-destructive behaviors that a lot of borderlines exhibit the the cutting, uh, the destruction of property, the storming out of a, a house and disappearing for weeks on end with no contact, that has not happened. We have not reached that stage. And I don't think that my wife would do that. 
but who knows? It's been almost 20 years and you never know. Do borderlines get better? Are they like a fine wine? Do they age better? Again, that's dependent on the borderline. Uh, I would have to say that they don't get better. I think we, as the nons, get better in trying to learn if we choose the path of staying in the relationship, which most of us have chosen to do. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You have to figure out a way, a roadmap of how you deal with the borderline. And you do have to think, is it worth it? Come on, folks, we're adults here. Is it worth it? Why? Take a step back from your relationship with somebody who has borderline personality disorder and say, why do I remain? Am I staying in it because we have children? Do I want to protect my children? Are we staying in it because I can't imagine a life without that person? And frequently, that is the reason that we put up with this. And then we have to take a step back and we have to look within ourselves and say, what is it about us, me, you, that we remain in the relationship when it is highly toxic and highly dysfunctional? Why do we stay? So the borderline can threaten, the borderline can say, the borderline can do, but why do we find ourselves wanting them back? If your borderline up and goes and never comes back, why do you find yourself concerned about them? Wanting them back. Why do you want them back? Why do you want to bring back in that toxicity? If they're releasing you from their emotional orbit, why do you want back in? And again, there's no right or wrong to this. You know, it's, it's all up to us as people. And this is why we talked about, or at least I talked about in my last podcast about the Terminator, because, you know, you have to approach it. You're going to be attacked. You're going to be subject to outrageous behaviors, outrageous gaslighting, uh, delusions, versions of a reality that don't exist. And then you have to, you have to preserve, you have to self heal as you go through these different cycles with a borderline, because at the end of the day, that's what they are. They are cycles, cycles of threats. I'm going to leave you. Yet that's the last thing the borderline wants. That's the the thing that they most fear is abandonment. Yet they incite it. Yet they do it. You know, because inherently they believe that the relationship is going to end. And so therefore they need to end it. They don't want to end it. But if you're not going to do it, then they're going to do it. And then they're going to move on to another person. And then they're going to recycle themselves, so to speak, and go through the same, same litany of emotions and behaviors subjecting that other person to the same behaviors. Those people that stand on the outside looking in at a borderline's other relationship after they have ended it with you are jealous because that's a normal human emotion. A lot of us are wanting for that borderline to subject that innocent person to the pain and sorrow that they have been subjected to. They want to see how long it lasts, but you know what? It's interesting because yeah, you want to watch it. You want to see what's going on with that relationship. And inherently you want it to fail because you want the borderline back. Why is that? Why can't you or I disengage? It's almost like that Frank Sinatra song. I've got you under my skin. 
Borderlines do that. They, they get under your skin. They crawl their way into your heart. They love bomb you. They delude you. You buy into what they want you to see. And that is, again, like a narcissist. It's the mask. That's why things are so darn fantastic at the beginning of the relationship. And that's why most of us are just like, wow, this is amazing. Because borderlines, when they start a relationship, start it with so much energy, so much passion, you just can't handle it. You think that you've struck relationship gold. And yet that's all a game. That's all to draw you in. That's all to basically make you a host. You can look at it as being a parasitic condition because it kind of is. And again, I, I'm not trying to bash a borderline. I'm still in a relationship with one. And, and so therefore the same could be said of me. Anything I'm saying about you or the borderline can be said about my relationship. I'm not holier than thou, but I'm fascinated by the fact that I remain that I still remain committed to this relationship when if I, and I'm very rational, my eyes are wide open. I am out of the fog to use another term. I can come out of that fog and look at it and say, okay, you know what? Yeah, this, if I were just a normal guy looking in on this relationship, I would tell myself, what the heck are you doing? Why are you still hanging out? What possesses you to do that when you're not getting what you want out of the relationship? But in the end, isn't that what we do? We're not getting anything, but the borderline is. We are supporting them. We are hoping that somehow, some way they're going to change. But at the end of the day, we have to say to ourselves, that is not going to happen. So there are the borderlines out there. Which one do you have? The ones who say, who threaten and the ones that do two distinct differences. And usually there's no gray. It's black or white. They either say, or they do, you know, you have to think about which one you're dealing with. And then you have to adapt your behaviors around that. You have to say, this is how I'm going to work with this borderline. That's how we have to do it. My inner torch at gmail.com. Please. I encourage you to reach out. Let me know podcast is growing. We've got more listenership and I thank each and every one of you. Please spread the word to those people who may be out there who are still in the fog, who maybe need a little bit of enlightenment and maybe somehow, some way that enlightenment gives you some solace, some comfort in knowing you're not alone and that, you know what, we're going to figure this out as we move forward, as each and every day presents new challenges, much like emotional sandcastles. You build it back up and the tide and the surge of rages, delusional behavior, hurtful comments come and wash it all away. When will we finally say, you know what, we're going to give into the tide and we're going to maybe move on to another beach, maybe with somebody who is perhaps classified as normal. That's all up to us. So I say to you, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>